Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Blue Podcast Season 2. My name is Ian, Big Blue, and I'm just excited to be back. Last season, we cut the podcast short. I think we didn't record an episode at one point in the playoffs. It just We just didn't record, unfortunately. I'm really excited to be back. Jeff, unfortunately, won't be with us today. He'll probably make a couple appearances during the season, but he's really busy with his football practice and his, and, and his team. So with me today, we, I have Jason, who made an appearance on the podcast last season. Jason, say hello. Hello, everybody. And I also have a new member of the Big Blue Podcast team, Aiden DG, but you can call him DG. And we have tons to talk about. Guys, football is back. Like, it's here. Like, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great, honestly. It was a long off season. I saw Stafford get traded for pennies on the dollar. And I'm excited. DG is I'm excited. I mean, unfortunately, is, yeah. I mean, I think it was a a good week overall for you guys. Which we'll get into that later. Jason, as you guys may know, is an Eagles fan. I think he's feeling pretty good today. Yeah, I mean, for me as well, our quarterback got traded away too. You know, Carson did his job here. Right. He he's a big part of why we got that Super Bowl. Um, but you know, we're on to bigger, better things. Captain yeah. Hurts to lead the team. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk uh, about for hopefully a solid twenty twenty one. Yeah, we'll talk about Hurts a little later in the episode. So, guys, Thursday night football. Let me just say, what an opener. I mean, in recent years, the openers haven't been such close. I mean, that's not true. Just last year. But what an opener. I mean, we got a a classic comeback drive from Tom Brady. Two quarterbacks throwing – one quarterback throwing nearly 400 yards, one throwing 400 yards. The Bucs receiving core looking pretty ridiculous. Um, Tom Brady throwing four touchdowns and Dak looking like the injury wasn't even a problem. I mean, and Zeke not playing that well. Guys, what do you think about this week, the Dallas game? Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'm seeing a lot of people overreacting to Ezekiel Elliott, but you got to keep in mind, he only got 11 carries and he only got two targets. I'm saying Dak threw the ball almost 60 times. That's not going to happen every week. I think right. people need to. Um, pump the gas on the Zeke uh, hate right now. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree on that. The, the The Cowboys definitely went into that game knowing that the pass game was going to be their their plan. They tried the run. The run kept getting shut down. Zeke definitely is going to come, come in big in the later weeks, but obviously week one he wasn't much of a factor because they relied heavily on the pass game, as we're able to see with the amount of attempts that Dak had. You know, He looked great, though. Yeah, and I also have to point out, we have to talk about the Cowboys receiving core, mainly Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb absolutely showing up during the game. Even though CeeDee had a few drops, he still had a great game, a couple incredible catches. It was really an entertaining one. And I, that was one of the few games where you'll look at the stats and you'll see Tom Brady threw two interceptions. But if you were watching that game, neither of those interceptions were bad interceptions. One was a Hail Mary at halftime, which, by the way, if there is a way to count stats, like if people had context and stats, that shouldn't count really against Tom Brady. And also, if I'm not mistaken, you guys can correct me. The first interception was a tip ball. It was in someone's hands, and it and it landed in the Cowboys defender hands. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, 
Yeah, it was either a tenth ball or or the receiver dropped it. I don't remember the play right. too well. It just wasn't Tom Brady's fault, from what I noticed. Like Tom right. Brady performed. Tom Brady looks like he hasn't lost a step. And I mean, it was just exciting to see this Bucks team. They're gonna make noise this season. And yeah, I mean, it was a great way to start the season. Now, I think yeah, there's really, there really isn't much more to discuss there. Actually, there's one more thing I would like to talk about that game. Um. The Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, got four turnovers while the Bucks only had one turnover, which was the Dak interception. And the let Cowboys, me double check that. Yeah, yeah, the cow. Yeah, it was a three turnover differential, and the Cowboys yeah. still managed to lose the game. Now <laughs> that's crazy, right? We people are talking about how positive of a game this was for the Cowboys. You can't have a three turnover differential and lose the game. It's, you just yeah, can't. that's rare. Right. I think that I think that it was mostly positive in the fact that like. They saw their MVP caliber quarterback come back looking absolutely terrific. 42 for 58, 403 yards and three touchdowns. That's pretty incredible coming off the type of injury that he had. And an interception. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. Yeah, he made, he yeah, made he, that. He broken. had the interception on top of that. But, like, that, no, he, looked he had an amazing game. That's coming from an Eagles fan. Like, he looked really I hate good. my Cowboys, but. No, no, no. He, he looked good. Um, also, I, I'm not sure you guys did. I finished right before the game. I was marathoning the Cowboys Hard Knocks series. And, you know, usually in Hard Knocks, there's players you like. Other than this one defensive player on the Cowboys, he has um, Azur Kamara, if I'm not mistaken. I liked him. He's the fan favorite from Hard Knocks. He didn't play in that game. But I was watching the Cowboys Hard Knocks. And as you guys know, I'm a Giants fan. It's the Big Blue Podcast. I was trying to find ways to find any like on the Cowboys, and I just couldn't do it. So, yeah. so I respect to, that. Yeah, I was, I was trying. You know, I'm open to the possibility of liking people. Now, let's start talking about a couple of the games on Sunday. Let's start with the 1 o'clock game that someone in here is probably very happy about. Let's talk about the Eagles and the Falcons. Jason, what do you have to say about it? Um, You know, I mean, obviously there's going to be bias on this one. Like, it was – I thought that it was an amazing game. Hurts put the passes where they needed to be. Everyone looked great. Our rookies, Kenneth Gainwell. We got Devontae Smith, both getting touchdowns in their first games. Devontae Smith's first catch being a touchdown. Um, you know, just overall, I feel like the team as a whole played awesome. Our defense um, didn't let up a single touchdown. We had a few um, red zone stands where – uh, we let, we didn't let them get the ball in. Held them to field goals the entire game. Um, I I'm saying this for a third time, but like overall, the game was was fun to watch. One of the first in a while. Um, and you know, I felt proud of the birds. You know, Nick Sirianni, Shane Steich, and Jonathan Gannon. They put together like a really good coaching staff, and um, I'm excited to see what the year has to offer. Um, I think that I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be shake up at the end for the NFC East again. But against I, a not so good Falcons team, I think that we did a pretty good job of um you know basically yeah. keeping them out of the end Jason, zone and I don't a mean good to game. cut you off here, but you know, I really hope the Falcons play like they did last week, um a week from now when I go to the Giants Falcons game. That would really make me happy. But I uh can I chime in real quick? Yeah, I yeah, have of a... course, of course, of course. I saw somewhere that whenever Hertz and um and Smitty were at Alabama, they used to skip parties to get more training in together. I thought that was neat. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And also, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Smith's touchdown was in the same exact spot as his <coughs> national championship yeah. one. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so cool. In the same stadium, same spot. 
same that, year. That gave me chills. That gave me chills a little bit. Not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. And I, you know, Jason, you know, me and Jason weren't on talking terms on a certain day in April, where I thought the Giants were about to get Devonta Smith, but uh, um, the Eagles decided to do something, which we don't have to t- detail. Basically, they well, you guys thought he wasn't happy there. You guys should have seen him in the locker room after the game. That was petty. All right, guys. So <laughs> let's talk about. The Jaguars and the Texans. I mean, me and DG were talking about doing picks before the game. We were both like... I wanted it on the record that I considered picking the Texans. He did. He did consider it. But we were discussing. He goes, you know, I have a hard time picking a rookie quarterback to win. But it's the Texans. (laughs) Right. That was my exact logic. Like, like number one picks don't win their first starts. But it's Houston, so I thought, all right, I'll give it to T Law. But not only and did Houston win, they scored blew 37 out. points. They scored 37 points. And yeah, Tyrod Taylor, Taylor had a played. wonderful game. Um, Philip Lindsay could have done a little better for my fantasy team. I won't lie to you guys. Um, in one of my leagues. And the J- Jaguars, T Law, he, he, I mean, I think people are going to overhate. I mean, he did throw three picks, it's his first game. His Going first regular season loss. Ever, since yeah. So he's, he's, so he's 68 and 1 now, if you include high school, college, and the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, it's number one, it's absolutely crazy to even think about that. But number two, it, it's taken this long, and it wasn't like a close loss. Like, they lost. Like, they got destroyed. Yeah, and they got to the killed. Texans, too. I mean, right. Overall, there's no real standout performers from this game, really, other than Tyrod Taylor and Brandon Cooks. Had a really good I actually, game. I actually heard that somebody went missing. Did you guys hear about this? His name's James. Uh, his name's James Robinson. I'm seeing five <laughs> carries for 25 yards. Anybody know where he went? Um, uh, I mean, I looked at my fantasy app and it looked like he was nowhere to be found. To be honest with you, maybe like, went to go visit Travis Etienne. Yeah, yeah maybe he went to go visit. He's hurt. All right, I mean, Let's like, like, don't get me wrong though. I understand situational football and that you don't run the ball when you're down a bunch, but at least get him involved in the passing game. Like Carlos Hyde literally I mean, had yeah, more yards. He had, he, had three, he had three receptions, twenty nine yards. So I mean, he was he was still there. He but, I mean, you're giving your number one running back five carries, twenty five yards. Somebody who absolutely showed up last year. Coming undrafted and right. picked up and right. no, no. far study league. More carries next Five really carries do. the entire game. I do expect more carries next week. The Chargers. And that was. Uh, sorry. The Chargers and the Washington football team. Uh, the football team. We don't, we don't call them by their old name. Now, this game, number one, Herbert looked, Herbert looked decent. He, he, he had a good game, in my opinion. The Washington defense wasn't as dominant as I think a lot of people probably expect them to be out the gate. Um, Keenan Allen had a nice game. On the Washington side, we unfortunately saw Ryan Fitzpatrick get hurt, which, I mean, I think we were all pretty sad. I'm a Giants fan. Jason's an Eagles fan. I think we were still sad seeing Fitzpatrick get hurt. But then we get to about- see Heineke take over <laughs> in the middle of the game. I'm talking about, about Chase uh- Young did. If you remember, how about that Terry McLaurin catch though? That was crazy. That was one yeah. of the greatest laser focus put into that one. That that's gonna be on the highlight reel at the end of the year. I mean, it was on the highlight reel this week. It'll probably be on the highlight reel in thirty years. That's one of the, that's one of those catches we are not going to forget. Antonio Gibson, he had an all right game. Um, we 
That was a great throw, too, by, I think it was Heineke. That was a yeah, great toss. Heineke's, yeah, I mean, Heineke's my, regarding this, Heineke, I, I think that he has a lot of potential. I Heine- saw what he did last year. Listen, I, I think that he's going to be good. I think listen, good. I know I might come off as a he- Jason only likes Heineke because he invested in his rookie card last year. But nice. he's I'm pretty not, good. I think he's pretty okay, talented, okay, dude. Just hold on. I'm not a Heineke hater, but I hope he has his third loss as a starter tomorrow night. But we, we will talk about that. Um, at the end of the episode. Overall, I, thought, I think that the Giants should be afraid of him. I think the Washington football team should be afraid of my guy, Danny Dimes. But you don't agree. We'll preview that game soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a yeah, minute. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Soon, and we'll be obviously talking about that next week. Um, but, but still in this game, Justin Herbert. He he played amazing. But, I mean, the defense like kind of shut him down touchdown-wise. Eckler had a touchdown. He had a throwing touchdown. I want to like, give a quick shout-out real fast to Rashawn Slater, Northwestern Products. Played a great game. Yeah, he 337 passing yards. I was a little – made me sad watching him play such a great game after we got demolished. Because <laughs> he, could, he could have been a giant. Um, yeah, now, hello. All right, guys. Let's move on to the Steelers and the Bills. I, we, have, we have a friend who's a Steelers fan. I think he was feeling pretty good after this game. Um, he was seemed pretty excited. Big Ben had – the stats might not show you this, but Big Ben did not play well this week. PFF, he was the worst right. quarterback of the week on pro football. Football. Seriously, wow. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. I, he, the he did not play too well. Yeah, the Bunch of the throws you see him doing too, what? like they didn't look very good. Yeah, no. Um, no, I'm just kidding with Eli Manning. I love him. Not the GOAT. But – Ben Roethlisberger, he didn't play so hot. Josh Allen didn't look so great either. I mean, he played fine. He just didn't look so great. Um, <coughs> Stephon Diggs played fine. The anti-vaxxer himself, Cole Beasley, had eight receptions. Emmanuel Heard Sanders. Heard he dropped the pass. Yep. Just, you know, if he was vaccinated, he wouldn't drop it. This game was also just a complete and utter fantasy letdown. Najee Harris, 16 right. for 45. Juju, 4 for 52. Claypool, 3 for 45. And on the other side, Josh Allen, 30 for 51, 270 yards. And then and then Diggs, 9 for 69. That, I mean, these people draft, these are some of the highest drafted players in fantasy. That yeah, was honestly these people. Honestly, I was impressed with Devin Singletary. Almost seven yards a rush. He had a great preseason. He had 11 for 72. He looks pretty sharp out there. Yeah. I mean, I really think there isn't that much talk about the Bills choked their lead. Steelers came back, played a nice game overall. It was, I mean, Special it was, teams was the difference. Yeah, it was a close game. You know, you love to see it. Juju, four sessions, 52 yards. Claypool with those, with three for 45. All right, guys. I'm just shocked with the under hit. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts. I think some probably expected this to be a better game than it was. Can we just talk about Russell Wilson? What a performance. Almost an immaculate game. Yeah, it was, it was, he played out of his mind. I can remember two beautiful touchdown throws to Tyler Lockett on each side of the field. Yeah. Chris Carson had a day also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and pretty sure he lost the fumble, though. Metcalf yeah, also caught a touchdown. Um, overall, team performed. Now, we got to talk about something. I know this is a controversial subject, but I think you guys will agree with me on this. Carson Wentz, yeah, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson. Um, I think there's a couple quarterbacks I'm missing in this category. They all have something in common. Do you guys? I know wonder where is? you're going with this. 
Do you guys know what they have uh, in common? Not really. What, what are you thinking? None of them have the vaccination. Now, this is controversial. Wait, you said, I don't know, you said Kirk, Wentz, and Lamar? Yeah, none of them are vaccinated for COVID. Interesting. Now, I'm not telling the average viewer to get the COVID vaccine. I, I would. Oh, and they all There's lost. No reason That's not funny. To. There's no reason not to. But as a quarterback on an NFL team, you're putting your whole team at risk, and it's not a good – like, you're not being a good leader if you're not getting the COVID vaccine. It's simple right. as that. Not setting, a, not setting a good example for the kids either. Exactly. And if you get COVID, your team is screwed. It's not good. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, that's true. And I think I'm not going to say Carson Wentz is losing the locker room. I think Kirk Cousins might, believe it or not, because he's not getting vaccinated. But Carson Kirk's Wentz, on his way. Out I, I think I think Carson Wentz is losing more of the city than he is the locker room. The like reporters and media around him, like they've been blasting him, like because he went into COVID protocol, like. The city, like, is not happy with him. I don't think that he's losing the locker room in any way because, like, his teammates love him. Like, they're just happy that they have a quarterback. Like, they True. can function. But it's just not worth it. It's literally just a shot. <laughs> All right, regardless. Carson Wentz, by the numbers, it didn't look like he had such a bad game. But I think the eye test would tell you he kind of – I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say looked uncomfortable, but I kind of might. He looked a little uncomfortable. He looked a little he, – he kind of looked like what he was last year. To be completely honest with you guys, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I've seen from reporters from the Colts like that that was the worst that their O line has looked like in the last two years. I think Carson Wentz does a good job at making O lines look absolutely horrible. Three sacks, oh, yeah. horrible, but like he holds the ball way too. Yeah, I mean, he holds the ball like it. It did tries not look to good last year, play. and I think that he's doing the same thing he did. Yeah. It, it, you don't love to see it. I mean, overall, I thought it was an entertaining one. I flicked in a couple times with that NFL Sunday ticket. You know the deal. It was, a, it was a fun game to see. Also, I just want to congratulate Jason on getting the NFL Sunday ticket. It's a long nice. time coming. And I think it's – Yeah, congratulations. Um, let's talk – DG, this is your time Yo, to shine. 49ers line. It is. Take over, bro. Take over. Where to begin? All right. So when I heard that, um, when I heard that Taylor Decker, he's a, he was our starting left tackle. When I heard he was out for this game, I thought Nick Bosa was going to break the single game sack record going up against Sewell, but Sewell canceled him out. He played a great game. He was like the tenth highest graded offensive tackle this weekend. Sewell played really sharp. First half. Yikes. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't miss a pass until like a minute or two left in the first half. Elijah Mitchell was everywhere. Debo Samuel played out of his mind. Um, but uh, I think I think a Dan Campbell's second half adjustments were really good. Our run game, this, our run defense in the second half was actually pretty solid. Our secondary, even after the Okuda, whatever that was. Uh, was much improved. I mean, we got a little bit of pressure on Garoppolo. I saw that we blitzed on like 54% of pass plays, which actually led the NFL. And um, offensively, I mean, Jared Goff, I mean, you'll see he threw for 338 yards, but I mean, no, 204. He looked good, in my opinion. I mean, he did, but um, the one, the pick six he threw. He has um, he has Swift coming out of the backfield, and then he has Jamal Williams on the other side on a swing pass. They were both open, 
and he throws it across the middle with a linebacker playing down in the, uh, with two guys covering Hawkinson. That was one of the dumbest picks I've ever seen. But, um, but Goff put up a lot of empty stats, kind of did what Stafford did numerous times in a Lions uniform. But I'm going to cut him some slack. He doesn't really have any receivers to throw to. I mean, but, um, it was almost the greatest comeback like in NFL history. Basically. Yeah, not even to mention that comeback. Like they were down twenty-eight at one point, and um, and then 30. yeah, and then in the fourth quarter it was forty-one seventeen. Uh, for those that didn't see the end of the game, uh, the Lions went down, scored Jamal Williams touchdown. Then on the onside kick, it hits George Kittle right in the face, and our rookie DB Afade Faluk, if that's how you say his name, recovered it. And then we go down, we score again. And then it's, I think it's like third and 15 at this point. And they have Samuel tackled, and he fights for the first down, and then he fumbles the ball, giving the Lions a chance of like a minute left and a timeout, and they almost pulled it off. Yeah. Would have been crazy. Also, DG, I think we can both agree. Jimmy G looked really good. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo looks like Joe Montana out there. No, and I've always been, I've been the one to say, I'm a, I've been a Jimmy G supporter. I don't think he did anything that warranted them drafting a quarterback. I really don't. I mean, or trade. I mean, look at the stat. Look at the stats. Seventeen for twenty-five, thirteen yards in attempt, threw for three fourteen and a touchdown. Looks sharp. No, he's good. Like really good. And it's the best com- I've ever seen him play. And he looked really comfortable when he was playing. Um, now I think this is an OT thriller that I did miss the end of. So you guys might have to take over for this one. I did watch the highlights, of course, but I did miss the end of this game because this is right before the Giants game. The Vikings and the Bengals. How I got a few comments on this one. Honestly, the Bengals' defense looked great. Like, they were shutting down that run game. Um, They were getting huge stop after huge stop. Um, Burrow played really well, although he got sacked five times. That wasn't great. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon both had 100-plus yards. I'm excited for this Bengals team. Yeah, I, I mean, your guy Joey B, he played well. Right. Good. I mean, overall, it was an entertaining game from what I saw. Kirk Cousins played all right. Justin Jefferson, my guy, had a, a completion. This guy, K.J. Osborne, went off, by the way. He was everywhere when I was watching. Yeah, he looked nice. He's I a mean, receiver was, three. To me, it was interesting to see Thielen, like, kind of going off and having himself a game. Like, you'd think that Justin Jefferson going into his year would, like, be the main, main guy, like, getting the most targets considering the absolutely crazy year he had last year. But, like, Thielen was seen to be that guy. I'm not sure if that's going to be just that week. But, I mean, Thielen looked great, so. Yeah. Right. And uh, let me just say, what makes this Vikings offense so dynamic is they have two legit receiver ones with Thielen and Jefferson. Right. You got two guys that can give you 100 yards any given Sunday. And you got yeah. Dalvin Cook back there. Yeah, the team is dangerous. Guys. Yeah. I mean, it was overall a great game. Good ending. I mean, the fumble might have been controversial, but there's not much we can, we can do about that. Now, for the biggest shocker of the week, I think you guys know what I'm about to talk about. The Cardinals and the Titans. Now, the Titans going into this season especially after the Julio Jones trade, were looked at as a real Super Bowl contender. And in their first game, they lost by 25 and had mm-hmm. Kyler Moore score five touchdowns on them. What were your guys' thoughts? I think that Chandler Jones 
might win defensive player of the year. Put up five sacks, killed Taylor Lewan. That's an all-pro caliber tackle. And this is a guy that he doesn't even want to be in Arizona right now. I don't know if you guys saw. He, he asked for a trade a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's pushing through. He went to work, and he, and he showed, you know, put his head down and, put, and pushed through it and played great. Yeah, and for all you know, if they keep winning like this, that could change. Um, yeah. I mean, He's chasing I think the bag. The highlight of the game was that, t- that touchdown to D-Hop. Where Kyle that was filthy. With the toe tap. Oh, it's beautiful. What a touchdown. I, 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 actually, had a, I actually had a question for you guys after this game. Shoot the question. What is it? Who do you guys think is the Cardinals running back one? Because I, I'm seeing Chase Edmonds 12 for 63. I'm seeing James Conner 16 for 53. I don't I know they, your guys' I thoughts. They, I think they want the, Conner to be. But I, I, don't, I don't know Edmonds if they're gonna even going to put a label on it. They're definitely just going to split I like the entire do, year. Yeah, they're going to do running backs by committee. Basically what the 49ers right. did on their Super Bowl season a couple years ago. Yeah, I can see some triple options there with Kyler Murray too. Yeah. I mean, overall, really entertaining game. Titans did not look good. Easily Ryan Tannehill's worst game with the Titans. Yeah, how about A.J. Green in a Cardinals uniform? That was a weird sight. So it's a little weird. It's a little weird. A.J. Green's been a bangle for my life, basically. 100%. Right. Now, guys, let's talk about the game, which probably had the most interesting quarterback storylines. The Jets and the Panthers. That's my thoughts on that game. Well, I'll tell you, Zach Wilson had a, eh, an ugly first half, looked really good in the second half. Um, Corey Davis looked really good. Cause I'm not oh, sure yeah, huge my, pickup. My mom's a Jets fan, so I always walk in the room and she's watching. Corey Davis looked great. Um, sadly, yeah. um, sadly, when Corey Davis scored the touchdown, Makai Becton did get hurt. And yeah, I heard about a, that. There's a touchdown for an injury. He's only going to be out four to six weeks. Um, it was it's not well, horrible. It was really weird seeing both Michael Carters on both sides of the ball, um, both play. It was very weird seeing that. Yeah, but don't two, the Jets have two Michael Carters? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, they have two Michael Carters. And on the other end, Darnold looked really good with the Panthers. Like, yeah, CMC's really a beast. Yeah, CMC. There's not much to say. It's just CMC, man. <laughs> right. He speaks for himself. Doesn't say a whole lot. It goes out there, does his job. Exactly. This Panthers team could be dangerous. And the Jets, I really do think, have a future. I think Zach Wilson can be that guy. I also think Darnold could have been that guy. He just needed to change his team. I don't know how dangerous the Panthers are going to be, like, in all honesty. I think that they're definitely going to have a nice a, a nice offense. I, I don't know defensive-wise. I don't think that they're going to be that much of a threat in the NFC. Okay, okay. Now, guys, they will Not this year, at least. But guys, in the future. I have to shuffle. Yeah, I mean. I have to shuffle. They had their game against the Jets, guys. Like, we, we can't be making too many assumptions as of right now. All right, against... Yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to shuffle us to the 4 o'clock games, and I, I have to speak to you all about something very dear to my heart. The Giants and the Broncos. Did not go. Yeah, go ahead. It did not go as I would have wanted. I will not lie to you guys. It could have been better. We lost 27 to 13, and it should have been 27 to 7. A garbage time touchdown at the end. I'm absolutely embarrassed to be a Giants fan right now. I love the team. I, I bleed blue. 
it was tough. Our defense absolutely didn't show out. Jabril Peppers only played 31 snaps. Um, Bradbury was getting dotted up. Patrick Graham, who I love and I think is an amazing coordinator, just did not show up on defense. And this is my thing. People are blaming the Giants' offense for the loss. Not paying enough attention to the defense. Letting Teddy Bridgewater dance around like he's freaking Lamar Jackson behind the ball. <coughs> and then he's making throws like he's literally like, like he's Aaron Rodgers off his like off balance. Now, on offensive side of the ball, the Giants need to completely open up the offense. Now, a lot of people are going to blame Daniel Jones for the Giants' loss this week, which I think is completely wrong, number one. Daniel Jones this week did not have a bad game. 22-37, 267 yards, and a touchdown. He was accurate. He was sensing pressure. He didn't fumble on like any possessions like on a sack. He wasn't strip-sacked at all. He did have one fumble. It was in the third quarter. He was running down the middle. Two hands on the ball, dive, still managed to fumble. And then the whole fan base turned on him, except me. Um, Saquon made his return to action. Um, Ten to twenty-six. It was nothing meaningful, but it was really just getting him back in the in the in the flow of things. And it was just getting him like you know what you guys know what I'm saying, just like up to date, like just yeah, getting some game action. Now the star of the Giants' offense was Sterling Shepard, seven receptions, hundred fourteen oh, yeah. yards, and a touchdown. And it was a huge good game. touchdown. Huge game. He was everywhere. He absolutely played nice. And he was also the highest graded player on the offense on Pro Football Focus. Um, he played really well. And the Kenny Galladay look. Kenny Galladay was not was nowhere to be found at the start of the game. I, but I mean, he, he had a nice, a nice catch. 16-yard average. Yeah, four he had a, receptions, 64 he, yards. No, he had a bunch of nice catches. And it was really – but he was only getting targets in garbage time. Right. Jason, okay, here's the thing. Jason Garrett's offense, I, he has to be running like an inside scheme for the Cowboys or something. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, he runs everything out of the stick concept. Everything is thrown under. They don't take shots unless it's third and 15. And they, overall, it's just not fun to watch. And I really think the Giants, if they don't open up the playbook tomorrow, they're going to have the same fate as this week. <laughs> This is All right, important. so, What's I up? mean, I watched the entire Giants game. I'm going to – might say a few things that you already said. I, I, don't, I don't think that Daniel Jones is to blame in that game. He did everything he could. As much as I am not a Daniel Jones believer, I think that he had a pretty solid game. Um, their defense definitely did not play well. I went into that game with the same thoughts. I thought that the Giants actually might like. I was I was scared because I thought the Giants like actually might be well like do well this year. Um, whoa, after watching that game, what? It's been one week, Jason. I, Those are but fighting they words. Just, they just look so horrible on defense. Like all right, all you, right. you can't look like that and expect Jason, to have a good season. Jason, did I the guess, Buccaneers guess win their first game last year? It around. Did the Buccaneers win their first game last year? That's not what I'm saying. I no, think did, that they definitely did, did. The did the Buccaneers win their first game last year? Yes. No, they didn't. No, no they, they didn't. didn't. They got I, you said did. The, I, my bad. I thought you said they lose. Did the 2011 Giants win their first game? No. That the is no idea. Their first not, game? No. This is not the point that I'm trying to make. Yes, you, there's a lot of. You just called the season. You just said I thought they were going to be good this year, and then they, you basically just called I, the season after I one game. I expected them. I expected them to look better week one. I did too. 
Don't worry. We're going to get a dub tomorrow. This is being recorded Wednesday, September 15th, by the way. Real quick, Melvin Gordon on that uh, breakaway touchdown run looks slower than any of us in here. Let me just say that. I don't know about me, DG, but definitely like, slower than He looks guys. like he had to go to the bathroom on that run. I'll put it that way. Yeah. All right. I think I'm a little giant. I mean, I'll talk about them more at the end. We have a few more games to talk about. The Dolphins and the Patriots. The Mac Jones debut and the first game versus Tua. This is the Alabama battle at quarterback. The Alabattle. The Alabattle. I love it. That works. How did you guys feel about the game? I think that Mac Jones actually played pretty well. No, Mac Jones is good. He's going to be, I think he's in the steal of the draft. I mean, seven yards in attempts, really good. 281 uh, through a touchdown. Didn't turn the ball over. Didn't really throw the ball downfield, but in Belichick's offense, you don't need to. Right. Um, Jason's guy, Aguilar, looked good. Yeah. Through to eight different receivers, it looked like. Yeah. Aguilar, five for 72 in a tutty. Yeah, I mean, they looked good. And, you know, the defense. I mean, listen. I know the Patriots lost the game, but I mean, if you're only allowing 17 points, that's that's good. You're gonna win 90 percent of games allowing 70 points. Right, that's been the problem with the Giants last year. Your defense can be very good, but if your whole if your team isn't scoring 20 plus points, you're not gonna win football games. It's, 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 right, like you have to score to win. That's the right. thing about sports. But I've, I'm not saying defense wins championships is dead, but it's not as alive as it used to be. Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind the Chiefs were going to win. I just have to. Yeah, I wanted the Browns to win, but nah. Yeah, sorry. Common knowledge, they don't win Week One games. Patrick Mahomes with his normal amazing numbers. Like, there's not much to discuss. It's just Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um. On the receiving end, we got Tyreek Hill with 197 yards. I saw a deep bomb that um, Mahomes was running to the right side of the field, and he got, like, he either got hit as he threw it or he got, like, crunched right after. But he threw it to deep. uh, He threw it deep to Tyreek Hill. It was underthrown. John Johnson playing great coverage, and Hill makes the adjustment and runs in for a touchdown. Those are the only two players in the NFL that could pull off that play. Yeah, it was. I mean, Tyreek Hill's a stud. That's all I gotta really say. Now I'm he's, looking he's at. I'm looking at the Browns. That's Chubb playing like Chubb. Not much else to say. Four rushing touchdowns for the team. Yeah, Najoku had a great game. Um, I'm just looking through. Yeah, the, overall it was, a, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest. I was really only watching in the background on like the back TV. I was watching the Giants at this time because I'm one of the few fans that will watch my team's game in full instead of red zone. Sadly, that's a dying breed of people, and it makes me sad. Now, guys, actually, you know when I said the Cardinals-Titans was the biggest shocker of the week? How about the Saints and the Packers? Yeah, wow. LASIK surgery turned Jameis Winston's career around. Honestly, I wish yeah, I had Jeff looked, on right now just to hear his disappointment with this game. I wish we had Jeff on the show. I mean, Jameis Winston, five touchdowns, hundred on a hundred, only 148 yards, and that's fine. 
I mean, that's a Lamar Jackson passing stat line without the rushing yards. I mean, it's efficiency. Get it done in the red zone. That's fine. Right, exactly. You know, Kamara did his thing. Um, yeah, overall, it's just a great performance. Rogers. Um, no turnovers for the. You know, as Pat on the Pat McAfee show, Rogers, one of his interceptions is because he got hit in the balls. Um, yeah, I heard. <laughs> and, yeah. Jordan Love got his first NFL action, which is exciting for Jordan Love. He looked all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, A.J. Dillon, four carries, 19 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand. Like, like I said earlier, I understand situational football and that you don't run the ball and you're losing, but five carries for nine yards for Aaron Jones? Come on. Yeah, for, for real. You, got, you just got to pound the rock a little bit. Like, simple as that. I mean, like, another part of that, like, they did, they did bench their starters, like, almost all. Like, it was, like, cap, but, like, almost all of the fourth quarter. So, like, there was Ooh. more time for him to do more damage, but, like, he did not. Like, no, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get anything rolling throughout the whole game. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. We're going to move on to the Rams and Bears. One of us actually got, had a pair at this, this game. Jason's father was at this game. Which is very Sweet. cool. Yeah. You know, we could ask him about it, but I don't think he's available to talk right now. Um, I got this, Jim. Yeah, this is your guy, Stafford. Tell me how you feel. Matthew Stafford might just mess around and win the MVP. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, he played the Bears. He's played the Bears now 21 times. So what? I mean, this coming to this season, Stafford's had more media attention than I think he's had since he was back as a, as a freshman at Georgia. Um, he came in. I mean, he and he balled out. Career high in passer rating, almost almost flawless at one fifty six point one. Uh, career high in passing yards per attempt, threw for three hundred twenty one yards on just twenty six passes. That's crazy. Um, his arm looked as sharp as ever. He, yeah. I NFC believe, he missed the, the throw. NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, I think he missed. Uh, uh, he missed one throw on the sideline. So I think Van Jefferson. That was fine. That would have had to be a perfect ball to even get there. And then there was one um, where he was throwing a Robert Woods. He kind of he was about to get sacked. He just missed him by a little bit. Would have had a touchdown. They kick a field goal instead. But he looked. He, he played lights out. I had I had no critiques there. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the Bears side real quick. Now, I feel I actually feel really bad for Andy Dalton. Yeah. Signed at the Bears. He was told he was going to be the quarterback one. Excited for the season. Bears draft Justin Fields. Now, Andy Fields Dalton. Slept, Justin Fields is great. He will be great. Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback. He just is not. Right. He's just not a bad quarterback at all. And I think it's good that the Bears are playing Andy Dalton first. I know it's an unpopular. Great, great locker room guy. Right. The red rifle, man. You got, you got to trust him. How about that beard, though, for Dalton? Yeah, for real. I mean, Montgomery with a great game for the Bears. Fields scoring his first NFL touchdown on the that ground. That was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I like, that. I, like, I like that they worked him in there. Niners did the same thing with Lance. Yeah, I think I'm noticing this. Like, it's, it's a more common thing now for teams to use their young athletic quarterback in different formations. Like, I like that. I, I like it too. You don't just have to stick with. You know, I've been a Giants fan, so my my team's more old school than most. They don't try things like that, like that, to be honest. So, like, yeah, Ravens 
Raiders. Now, first off, I got to talk about something. As a Giants fan, you know, Eli Manning is my favorite player of all time. When I found out him and Peyton were going to be hosting the Monday Night Simulcast, I was like, I have to watch this. Mm-hmm. Now, DG, Jason, I don't believe, watched it. Jason might have watched the start. It started off a little shaky. They weren't I saw some highlights. Attention. Yeah, they weren't paying enough attention to the game at the start. It was looking bad, and I was like, oh, no. But they found their footing. It was super entertaining, and it was a great game. Like, first off, number one, the game went into overtime. I mean, we don't need to sum- – I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you've made it this far, you've probably seen this game already. So I don't need to summarize it for you. Ridiculous ending. I mean, shock value, multiple moments. And to see Russell Wilson breaking it down with Eli and Payton at the end was very cool. Like, it was just very entertaining. You know, Lamar had a good game until he decided to just, you know, fumble the ball. Last possession in overtime. Derek Carr, who in my opinion is the probably the most underrated quarterback in football. Overhated and very underrated. Oh, yeah, Derek Carr is a beast. 435 yards, two touchdowns. And, I mean, are we really going to hold that interception against him? Like, come on. Like, it was in the receiver's hand. Nah, Snead has to make that play. Absolutely. Every single time. Um, you know, no, no real standouts. Jacobs, I believe, was a game-time decision. Or, Yeah. And he scored two touchdowns, which is nice to see. Mariota got in with a big run. And it also looks like Mariota is hurt now. That's interesting. And after the game, you know, John Gruden called Darren Waller the greatest player he's ever coached. Really? Yeah. I mean, Waller's a beast, incredible story. I don't know if he's the best player, Super Bowl champion coach John Gruden has coached. He's coached Derek Brooks. He's coached, I mean, he coached 2002 Bucks. I mean, that was a really good team. Yeah, I can't think of that roster, but there's got to be somebody that's at least in competition. No, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Warren Sapp, duh. Oh yeah, facts. Warren Sapp is probably the best player he's ever coached. You know, Jason, I have a teacher at my school who talks about how the Eagles passed on Warren Sapp and should have drafted him. So you would like that if you ended up on the Eagles, but we don't have to talk about that. So overall, guys, great week of football. So Yeah, a lot of good games. So excited the NFL is back to more good games this week. Now, I was like, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. We might as well talk about tomorrow's game. The Giants and the Washington football team. What are your guys' predictions for tomorrow? Uh, quick. If I if I'm not mistaken, uh, Daniel Jones has never lost to Washington, right? Or did, that is or did he lose the game Four last no. year? Four and zero. Four and zero. I'm keeping that in mind. I'm going big blue on the road. My in God. Washington, getting the win. It'll it'll look like a big blue home game. Giants fans usually take over Washington. Washington yeah, tickets I've, I've, are cheap. I went last year during the pandemic. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, Washington definitely has a small market. To, man, they don't have the biggest fan base. They're not a small but market. I, I mean, or any fan base. With, with, with my NFC East knowledge, I I think that the Giants are going to win. I mean, especially with, like, my the guy who's guy. been taking... I Let's mean, go. 
Fitzpatrick has been taking all the snaps from the from the starters. I mean, he's not going to be there. Like he he was there through all of camp. Like he's a veteran quarterback who was ready to lead his team. Unfortunately, went out with an injury. Um, Heineke, like I think that Heineke is going to have a solid game. I think I think that he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to I think he can make some good throws. But I mean, the Giants having I, I don't know if any of their starters got hurt week one, but like. Ingram's all of their playing. starters. Ingram's not playing for all the second of week. I, Ingram's not playing. I mean, he's not that valuable to the team. <laughs> right. So I mean, he, nah, I, he, if anything, he hurts them more than he helps them. Is like, but he, I, I, I have that draws, drop last He year. draws attention. I have the New York Football Giants coming on top tomorrow. Love to see it. I mean, you guys know my predictions. I have the Giants coming out on top. You're taking Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you, know, of course. you know, for all we know, they could tie. Yeah, it's true. No, no, no. I got the Giants winning. I, all right, for, all, for, all you, uh, for all you degenerates out there, I'll take the Giants money line plus 150, and I'll also take the under of this game. <laughs> At Charlie Freeman. All right. So, guys. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys – well, guys, number one, it was great catching up some football with you guys. I hope we can talk again soon. Love to have you guys back on next week. Um. I guess, yeah, we'll close it here. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, I will see you guys next week, and happy football's back. Talk to you all later. Peace.